All right, folks, how you doing? Welcome back to the True Results 303 podcast. Once again, I am Russell, your host. I want to thank you for tuning in. Your time is very valuable and you're spending it with me. I hope you are learning things or at least new ideas are being brought to you to at least contemplate and possibly apply to your life. Once again, don't forget to visit the True Results 303 YouTube channel. That's TRU Results 303. There's no E. I've got exercise videos, nutritional videos, other motivational videos, and then the topics that I talk about on some of these podcasts are broken down more into individual videos. Don't forget to visit the website, trueresults303.com. Sign up for the newsletter. And then I got a free gift button there for you. The free gifts are setting goals, nutrition, supplementation. Don't forget to like the Facebook page, True Results 303, where I put out motivational quotes. And then, of course, I'm always posting videos from the past. And you'll just get videos posted up and you can see what's going on. And again, if you have any questions, comments, anything like that, leave comments or you can email me at trueresults303 at gmail.com or trueresults303 at yahoo.com. Your input is very valuable and if you have ideas or topics you want me to discuss, I will gladly do research if I do not know much about the topic or I will actually make a video or a a podcast on it if I already have videos on it. So, let's get into it. This is episode 7, I think. Or no, this is episode 8. Sorry about that. Let me look it up real quick. I'm pretty sure it is episode 8. There we go, episode 8. So this one is going to be the seasons of life. The seasons of the world, right? And how we can apply these seasons to our everyday life. Whether it be exercise, nutrition, um, eating, anything. The day in general. So we're going to start with the seasons of exercise. And I think people don't realize that we need to break these things down. You know, it's the equivalent of, let's say, you're trying to do a bench press and you can't seem to go up on the bench press, right? There's always that sticking point. Usually when you come down with the weight and then you go to push it back up, you get stuck at that midpoint, right? You're usually going to get stuck at that midpoint. And then that's where you can do like a floor press. Lay down on the ground with that weight and just work in that range of motion. You break the movement down. Same thing when you're when I'm doing exercises with clients with shoulder difficulties. We want to break the movement down into sections. If people have that forward round on on their uh, shoulders, then if they're doing a pull up, they're usually going to be stuck in that forward round while trying to perform a pull up, which is just going to further the possibility of injury, right? So we break the movement down and we just hang and we do kind of like a hanging shrug to open up that chest. We break things down in order to truly understand it. And that's what we need to do with our workouts. We don't do this during our workout. We come in, we just go straight to the gym, 
We throw our gear on and we run right out there onto the floor. All right. So what are the seasons of your actual workout routine? And this is going to be our warm up, then our workout, and then our cool down. All three of these are very valuable and we need to make sure that we are using them during our workout. Of course, we want to warm up because we don't want to just run out there and start lifting and be cold and possibly injure ourselves because we're not used to the movements and we haven't got the blood flowing and the body's not ready for for the stimulation it's about to encounter. Next is going to be the actual workout. You go through your workout, whatever it is, leg day, chest day, back day, compound day, whatever the case may be. Then we go into the cool down. This is very valuable. We don't we need the body to cool down, let it come back to its resting state so you can go about your day. A lot of the times we'll just walk right out and we're not stretching and we're not doing all these other things. And if you have these issues, these muscle imbalances and things like that, we need to stretch and we need to let the body know it's time to relax. You know, it's the same thing like when you're trying to sleep. If you have problems sleeping, they say the best thing for you is to actually turn the TV, everything off 30 minutes before you go to bed, dim the lights down, yada, 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 etc., etc., and prepare yourself for sleep. All right, so same thing when we're done. We need to stretch, cool down, go for a nice little walk, and let the body know, hey, we're done, relax, come back to a calm state, and let's go about our business. And the reason why is that if I remember correctly from my personal training certification, they say that you can get what is called blood pooling. If I think, if I remember correctly, where they say if you just go out and you don't let the body cool down properly, like the blood can flow to your legs. I want to say, create dizziness and all this. And you know, I think it's true. I remember when I used to work out in my garage a lot when I was doing a lot of body weight exercises and when I was on a vegan diet. And one day I just ran upstairs. I didn't stretch. I didn't do anything. I chugged my protein shake real quick. And then I started walking to go sit on the couch. And all of a sudden I got really dizzy and my heart just started beating. It had to have been 200, 200 beats a minute. It was crazy. And I got all dizzy. I had to sit down. I thought there was something wrong. And then it just went away. You know, and if you're experiencing things like this, headaches, dizziness, anything like that, it could be because you're not properly cooling yourself down. So we've got to remember the seasons of the actual workout. Warm up, workout, cool down. These are all valuable parts of a workout. Whether you've got the time or not, you need to make time. Okay, make sure that you are making time to perform all three areas of the workout routine itself from day to day. Next, we're going to do the seasons of your workout program. This is a big one, and I talked to the clients, you know, just people at the gym when I was training at a 24 hour fitness in a Bally's. And, you know, everybody wants to get bigger. They want to lift heavy, lift heavy, lift heavy, this, that, blah, 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 blah. You need to understand there are seasons to your workout. And the best way I can explain this is we've got to look at a professional athlete. We'll go with football because we are in America, so American football. And, you know, it's a very demanding sport on the body. 
So we've got to understand there is a preseason, an in-season, a post-season, and an off-season. It's almost like winter, summer, spring, and fall, the seasons of the earth, right? And we've got to understand that pre-season or off-season, however you want to, to use it, we'll go with the off-season. We'll make it the off-season. The off-season is when they're trying to build their strength. They're trying to put on muscle mass a majority of the time, right? They want to lean down, but they want to gain weight at the same time. And that's because they want to lose fat and gain muscle. This is the off-season. This is what they're doing. They're lifting heavy, doing their five-by-fives, whatever the case may be. Next, we're going to get into the preseason for a football player. This is when they are getting ready for the season, right? Preseason. This is when they're not going to be lifting as heavy, and they are going to be working on speed, agility, athleticism, sports and conditioning, because they need to be ready for game day, game situations. And if you're going to be lifting heavy, that's just going to make you slow. You know, if you're lifting heavy for your squat, that is a slow movement. You're going to be able to put on muscle, but you're going to lose speed and agility. So here they might be doing a little bit of strength training still because it's preseason, but they're going to start incorporating sports and conditioning into their program. Next is going to be in-season. Now they're in-season and they are full sports and conditioning, most likely never lifting weights, if rarely, once or twice a week. And it's all sports and conditioning, game day situations. Next, we're going to hit the postseason, and this is going to be their recovery time. This is where they're going to be doing a lot of massages, probably a lot of chiropractic work. They're doing this stuff in season as well, but this is where the body's going to recuperate and recover from all the damage that has happened in season, preseason, off season. This is, you know, a month or two, they're going to be able to relax and recuperate. And this is what you need to be doing as well on your regular workout programs. You know, I, w- I had the the honor of working with a guy named Eric who was a big runner. And it was the same thing. I got to learn a little bit from him about program design for marathons, half marathons, and things like that. They do the same thing, right? You're running really heavy, and then two, three weeks before the marathon, the event, you start to taper down to give yourself some rest. So it's the same thing. It's knowing the season of your workout, okay? Next is going to be the season of eating. I just did a whole podcast. I had to do one and a half podcasts because I forgot one of them on diet and nutrition. And this is going to be the same thing with the way the world speaks to us through nutrition and through eating. And the world speaks to us, the planet speaks to us through the seasons. And this is a great way that we can understand our own possible, once again, it's got to be experimental. What works for me might not work for you. What works for you might not work for me or the next person. Is what is the world telling you, the planet telling you about nutrition, right? In the winter, there's no fruits and vegetables, rarely any fruits and vegetables. 
So maybe this is going to be a time where we want to try and experiment more with beans, legumes, rice, grains, meat, dairy. And then when spring and summer are around, that's when fruits are in full bloom. We have vegetables. So then maybe spring, summer, fallish, that's where we want to start eating more fruits and vegetables. Right? We're going to eat with the seasons. Then, of course, you could be someone who lives on the equator and in a tropical area and you don't have any of the seasons, which is fine. It's just that concept of eating what is in season. If you eat what's in season, your, your diet is automatically going to be diverse, diversified. I hope I said that right. You know, Your diet's automatically going to be filled with multiple food groups, multiple types of plants, multiple types of food, multiple types of nutrients. You're going to have a wide variety of food in your diet. And one of the guys I listen to, his name is, what is his name? can't remember his name. <clears throat> his podcast is the Wild Yourself, Rewild Yourself podcast. I listen to that one sometimes. He's crazy. He's definitely not a religious person. If you listen to my podcast, you know I'm a religious person or my YouTube channels. Um, but I really enjoy some of his thoughts. Like I said, we got to step outside of the box, folks. You might not be a religious person, but that shouldn't prevent you from listening to my podcast if some of this information is valuable to you. And that guy with the Rewild Yourself podcast, him and I, we definitely don't see eye to eye at all religiously or spiritually, um, but he has great information that pushes my boundaries and gets me to think in a different aspect. So I enjoy it a lot. Um, <clears throat> but he said if, if you go into these native places with native tribes, indigenous people, they eat or have a variety of plant foods in the range of 100 to 150 different species versus a domesticated person, as he was called, we are domesticated man, that we only have a variety of 30 different species of foods. That's why our immune systems aren't as strong. We have more disease. We have more health issues because we do not have a wide variety of food in our diet versus indigenous tribes. So something to think about. But once again, that's what eating with the seasons is going to do. Not only that, but your food is going to be cheaper. Why? Because it's in season. They need to sell it. It's not a specialty item. There's plenty, right? And since there's plenty of it, we need to sell it. We've got another shipment coming in from the farmer. He's got a lot of this stuff. And when you're eating in season, now you have the opportunity and the capabilities to help your local farmers. Going to these farmers markets and things of that nature. And you're able to help out your community and in, in, in that case, fight big government. You know, or at least these large corporations that kind of corner the market. And then it's just all about profit and greed. And I have a whole video or a podcast on that about changing the world and what we can do. That was um, podcast six, episode six. Check that one out. So once again, you know, it just gives you an opportunity. You get to get out. You get to mingle, of course. Get to know your local farmer. Um, 
And it's just all around better, right? You're helping the community. So, next is going to be the seasons of the day. And this is an interesting concept. I think I've, I've spoken about this book before called Mind, Body, Sport. John Doolard. He is also the author of The Three Season Diet. I'm looking at the book right now. This is a gentleman. He is from here in Colorado, actually Boulder. He lives in Boulder, Colorado with his wife and five children. He practices Ayurvedic and chiropractic sport medicine. This is an interesting book. I got the book here because I wanted to read some of it. I didn't, re- I couldn't remember it, but I read this book a long time ago. Mind, Body, Sport. I got it from a friend who had multiple copies. It's a decent read. It's Eastern philosophy type stuff. Once again, it's, you know, um, some of it makes sense. I'm not an Eastern philosophy guy. I mean, it's interesting, but it's once again, it's stepping outside of your comfort zone in order to learn something new. So this is creating the seasons of the day. And for him, it's it's summer, spring, and fall. Or sorry, summer, spring, and winter. He doesn't have fall as a season. So it would still be three seasons. Let me make sure I got this right. Yep, winter, spring, and summer. So right now, if you're listening to this, I would say pause. Take some notes about this one real quick. Get a, get a pen and paper so you can understand the seasons of the day and for me um, I've tried some of this I'm trying more of it right now I didn't even think of this book when I was switching my diet up but I'm pretty much giving this a go right now so nature's clock the clock the human body right here it is so 6 a.m. to 10 a.m. This is the springtime of the day. 6 a.m. to 10 a.m., a four-hour increment. Springtime of the day. And I just highlighted a few areas I'll read for you. So here it is, 6 a.m. to 10 a.m. The nature of spring, this is the springtime of the day, is heavy and slow. Qualities that predominate in the morning hours. Physical activity, whether gardening, walking, cleaning the house, or training for a marathon, will help to counteract the tendency towards heaviness and take advantage of the structural strength of the springtime of day. Studies have shown that 75% of Americans who have regular morning exercise programs are, are still exercising a year later versus only 25% who work out at their lunch break or after work. So, springtime, 10 a.m. or 6 a.m. to 10 a.m., good time to work out best time to work out according to that next one is going to be 10 a.m. to 2 p.m. this is the summertime of the day and this one is really long but I highlighted a spot towards the end of it it says when you eat your main meal at lunchtime in a relaxed way with a little rest and a walk afterward you can feast and still confidently engage in mental activity during the rest of the afternoon without getting tired. So he is saying lunch should be your biggest meal of the day. We've heard that before, right? So this is 10 a.m. to 2 p.m. And this is for digestive reasons as well when you read this chapter. But once again, I didn't want to I didn't want to go too crazy on it. He talks about how in 
You need to give yourself enough time to digest as well. Don't go back straight to work. Then he starts talking about in the Eastern cultures, they actually give them their clients or their employees time to take a nap after lunch because it's just going to be better for digestion and get you up and going. So next is going to be 2 p.m. to 6 p.m. This is the winter of the day. And the little part I highlighted here, when researchers in the former Soviet Union found declining muscle strength and electrical activity in their athletes during the period from 2 to 6 p.m., they scheduled their powerlifting contests and workouts away from this time of day, 2 p.m. to 6 p.m. This is the winter time of the day. During wintertime, the body is naturally pl- primed for the most effective mental activity. Of course, physical activity can also be performed, but this is not the best time of day. So 2 p.m. to 6 p.m. is when your brain is most active, most effective, efficient mental activity between 2 and 6. So maybe this is the time if you want to adjust your day and your lifestyle. Maybe this is time where you want to try and do your reading and these, and these types of things. Once again, it's food for thoughts coming from the book. So next is going to be 6 p.m. to 10 p.m. This is going to be starting back over with spring, but this is going to be the springtime of night. All the other ones were of day. These are of night. 6 p.m. to 10 p.m., springtime of night. So here's a little highlighted area from the book. Most of us perceive this tired feeling in the early evening but how many of us actually go to bed well we've been conditioned to think that bedtime is between 10 and midnight and the thought of going to bed at eight or nine o'clock seems ridiculous yet this is when our bodies start to feel the natural impulse of sleep there's an old saying eat when hungry sleep when sleepy it's not that revolutionary of a notion The animals in the forest have been doing it since the beginning of time. So between 6 p.m. and 10 p.m. is the springtime of night, the best time to go to sleep. Next is going to be 10 p.m. to 2 a.m. in the morning. This is going to be the summertime of the night. And here's a little spot I highlighted. The summertime of night is designed as an internal cleansing cycle. When the body has a chance to rejuvenate, If you are up watching late night TV, having midnight stacks, studying for midterms, or working on a project, you are missing out on this internal cleansing cycle. It won't hurt once in a while, but again, if this is your habit every day for 30 or 40 years, it will accumulate and eventually break down the body. So this is prime sleeping time, 10 to 2. A.M. 10 p.m. to 2 a.m. is the summertime of night when he says it's best to sleep for the body to cleanse itself. Now we're about to start all back over again. 10 a.m. to 6 a.m. Winter time of night. Here's the little highlighted area. Have you ever noticed that when you wake up in the morning, you are stiffer and less flexible than you were when you went to bed the night before? If you go to bed in the springtime of night and wake up naturally in the wintertime, so the wintertime is 2 to to 6, 
in the springtime of night was 6 to 10. So he's saying if you go to sleep between 6 and 10 p.m. and you wake up between 2 a.m. and 6 a.m. and wake up naturally at the winter time <clears throat> before sunrise, you will wake up every morning as limber and flexible as you were the night before. Imagine increasing flexibility and becoming more limber every day instead of waking up every morning stiff and achy, having to get the gears moving before you feel loose enough to touch your toes. So there you go. The seasons of the day. Give it a try. It might not work. Um, the, the other difficulty of this is, you know, everybody's going to be different. And he has body types. If you, He has a little test here that says if you take his test, he, he will be able to tell if you're a summer body type, a winter body type, or a spring body type. So you've got to answer all of his questions in here. I think it's, uh, you know, it's probably 40 questions. You tally them up, and then it's going to tell you what body type you are. So here it is again. 6 a.m. to 10 a.m. in the morning. Best time for physical activity. Don't sleep past sunrise. 10 a.m. to 2 p.m. Best time for a large meal of the day. 2 p.m. to 6 p.m. Best time for mental activity. Muscular strength is reduced. 6 p.m. to 10 p.m. From 6 to 7 is the second best time to work out. If not, this is when you should be going to sleep somewhere in this area. 10 p.m. to 2 a.m., this is the internal cleansing time. And then, of course, between 2 a.m. and 6 a.m., best time to wake up. So once again, that is Mind Body Sport, the seasons of the actual day. Next, we're just going to go seasons of growth, which is going to kind of come about with that. We've got to understand, and this is the, the seasons of the body as well. And this is just, you know, when you're tired, when you've got energy. Kind of like he said, when you go to sleep, when you're tired, go to sleep. When you're not, stay up and do something. Make it productive, right? So this is going to be the same thing. If you're sleepy, if you think about it, I've heard it said best. If you think about it, there are two times in a human's life where they grow the most. And it's when you're an infant. And then, of course, when you are... A teenager, early teens, these are when you're going to grow the most, right? Teenage years is when you start going through puberty. You know, when you're a baby, you're just growing like a beast, right? And if you think about it, these are the times as well when you sleep the most, right? Or at least you have the best sleep. I remember when I was younger, uh, my mother was living with her boyfriend. I was in middle school. And... He had just bought a boat. He was a big fisherman, mountain man. It wasn't a fancy boat, you know. You definitely couldn't jet ski with it or anything. Uh, but he, we parked it on the street on the side of the house. And I guess evidently some drunk driver came through in the middle of the night because we lived on the we lived on the end of the block. And he was drunk, not paying attention, and he rammed into the boat and pushed it out into the middle of the intersection. Okay. I think it was raining that night as well. But I guess the cops were banging on the door in the middle of the night. And I lived on the first floor. It was a tri it was a it was a two level house, but it's a house where you would walk in the front door and there was just a landing where you would go straight downstairs or straight upstairs. 
So I lived on in the basement level. So my window was right next to the door. But this these cops were pounding on the door because the boat was out in the middle of the intersection. And they wanted to let them know, like, hey, we're about to tow your boat and take it away. It's all messed up. Uh, but nobody woke up. At that time, my, you know, my mother was a drinker and stuff. So they might have been passed out or whatever. But I wasn't. You know, I was only in 6th, 7th grade. Um, but that was when I had the best sleep of my life. Like, I never woke up in the middle of the night when I was a kid. Now I can't sleep for more than two hours at a time without waking up. But deep sleep, rejuvenating sleep, sleep that is going to help produce a healthy body. Same thing when you're a baby, right? They're growing and they're sleeping, what, 16 hours a day, 12 hours a day, right? Sleeping all day and then waking you up at 2 in the morning, if you think about it, right, two, three, four, five in the morning, isn't that what this guy just said about the book? Two, three, four, five in the morning is the, you know, between two and six is the best time to wake up. And isn't that usually when babies are waking up between two and six? Probably more between two and three, two and four. And when are you putting the baby to sleep? You're putting the baby to sleep at eight, nine at night, the best time to go to sleep, right? So I think you can see the correlations there. So if we're tired, we need to go to sleep. This is your body's way of saying, hey, I need to repair. I need to grow. Or maybe um, when I used to listen to Elliot Hulse and watch his videos, he said this on one of his videos. It's This is a time where maybe something great is about to happen in your life. I know he said with his children, he said that's when I know they're about to go through a growth spurt if they're a teenager. They're sleeping a lot. Uh, but maybe it's the same thing with you. You know, you need to sleep because great things are about to happen for you. God is about to bless you with something great. And you need to be mentally, physically, and spiritually ready for the blessing that God is about to give you. So God is making you tired. You know, that's what I'm going to say. That's how I'm going to put it. God is just making you tired. Say, go to sleep. Great things are about to happen. I need you refreshed. I need you energized. And I need you ready. Kick butt and take names, right? So... There you go, some interesting concepts there on the seasons of life, the seasons of the day, the seasons of your workout, right? Your actual workout, your workout program, seasons of eating, eating what's in season, seasons of the day, and seasons of growth, spiritual, mental, all of that. You need the sleep so you are prepared for the blessing. That God is about to bestow upon you. So, once again, I just want to thank you for tuning in. I hope this gave you some valuable information to think about, to contemplate, possibly apply to your life that is going to create a better life for you. Because that's what it's truly about. And once again, don't forget to check out the YouTube channel, True Results 303. The website. Sign up for the free newsletter. Pick up some of those free gifts. Check us out on Facebook, True Results 303. Twitter, I'm at TRURWW right now. I need to switch that over to True Results 303, but on Twitter at TRURWW. But once again, I just want to thank you for tuning in. Don't forget, also email me, True Results 303 at Gmail, True Results 303 at Yahoo.com either or and once again just go go now do great things in your life apply some of this stuff whatever the case may be and don't forget to share this information with people let them know what's out here i would greatly appreciate it 
So, good luck. Stay tuned for the next episode.